Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Average to Elite Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Lowe, and this week we're joined by pro footballer Aaron Drennan. So Aaron and I do a deep dive into his nutrition and detail exactly what and how much he eats on a daily basis to ensure he performs at his very best. So I absolutely love this conversation because there's some incredibly impactful messages within it. Uh, as Aaron basically shares exactly how his nutrition has allowed him to have consistently high energy levels and performances, despite having very congested fixtures for nine months of the year. You know, your typical Tuesday-Saturday match consistently for nine nine months of the year is definitely going to take its toll. So how does he eat to support and overcome any kind of increase in fatigue? So there's a huge amount of takeaway from this conversation. So Everything we look at here is principle-based. So even though this is uh, specifically chatting about football, an endurance athlete, a combustible athlete, can take away some key core messages from this and apply it straight into their own sport, into their own training, uh, to make sure they are excelling on a daily basis. So this is an absolutely awesome episode, so grab a pen and paper, and uh, let's get stuck into today's episode. Aaron, how are you doing, my man? Thank you very much for your time and great to have you on the show. No problem. I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All very, very good. So we've uh, obviously worked together uh, a little while ago. It was start of 2021 in lockdown. I believe it's like lockdown two, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Lockdowns one, two and three just seems like one big blur to me. I'm not yeah. really sure about you, but yeah, in uh, early 2021, and I know how great you were and the sort of transformation you made with your nutrition, your habits and everything like that. So just be great to kind of delve into that uh, today and uh, hopefully offer some ideas and inspiration for footballers, but all types of athletes that will be listening. Uh, but before we kind of kick off and get into everything, can you just give a brief introduction to yourself? Uh who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so um, I'm Aaron Draining, 23. Um, literally been playing football probably since the age of four, all the way up. It's just been totally, total football, never really sort of like veered off as much into um, any other sport or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's just literally been football all my life, started locally in, in Cork in Ireland so um Cargline was my local team. Um moved over into England to sign professionally with Ipswich um when I was seventeen, eighteen. So like I was quite old I suppose and like coming over compared to some people that go over at like thirteen and, and stuff like that. Um was at Ipswich for three and a half years. Um, had a couple of loans in and out about the place. Um, yeah, and that's brought me where I am today, which is late in Orient. So, um, yeah, literally just been all soccer head, football head, so let's say. <laughs> yeah, um, amazing. And you're very much in the thick of it here with regards to season at the moment. So how has that been going for you, uh, personally, from a performance perspective? Yeah, I suppose personally, it's probably the most productive season that I've I've had I think um as a footballer. Um I suppose everything sort of just 
clicked really when I went back sort of like from pre-season I felt great um moving around goods and um yeah pre-season sort of like flew through that uh no issues and then obviously I started the season really really good um currently on 13 goals which is the sort of like best return that I've had um since coming over to England which is obviously sort of like big for me I suppose mentally and and all the other different things I suppose that come along with it um but yeah games <laughs> games literally obviously in league two is where we are literally to get I think there's 46 games in a season and obviously you have your one or two cup competitions as well so there's a lot of Saturday, Tuesdays, just constantly just going, 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 um, trying to recover. And um, it's quite quite an intense league. And I suppose it's probably my first season where um, I'm probably playing a lot of the games, Saturday, Tuesday, and sort of like completing in 90 minutes. Um, so I suppose it's sort of like new for me in that sense of getting, I suppose, a proper full senior season. Um obviously touch with that as that continues until the end of the season and and so forth um but yeah it's, um still have half the season to go so um we'll try try to sort of like build on what we're doing and obviously try build on what i'm personally uh doing at the minute and obviously aiming to achieve amazing and that's something i want to touch base on uh liberators also you're doing the tuesday saturday tuesday saturday uh, for you know, pretty much fifty games, uh, it's a huge uh, physical and psychological demand placed on there. So it'd be great just to kind of explore that uh, a little bit later on. But in terms of now where you are, um, what what are you working on? So in terms of like your physical development, your work ons, is there anything particular you're striving to achieve? Is there anything that yeah you want to really sort of like yeah put a, bit, a little bit more emphasis on? Um. Well, I suppose at the minute, um, we're not sort of doing much physical stuff, I suppose, with like the amount of games and stuff that's going on. There's not really, I suppose there's not much gym-based stuff as much anymore. I suppose the trainings, um, obviously with Tuesday, we, we normally have Wednesday off, so um, I'll try to get myself to like a pool and, and stuff like that and just move around a small bit. And then Thursday is a second day recovery, uh, which is just sort of like, we're out on the pitch, just sort of like doing light stuff, getting a feel of the ball. Um, and I suppose Friday you're preparing for for Saturday again. So I suppose from like a physical performance side, there's not really much going on. It's just literally preparing every day, I suppose, towards the next game because they're coming so thick and fast. Um, and as you said there, it is, it's quite a drain mentally because um, so I've been focused for 90 minutes and um I do fully my game is sort of like based on running. So there's like a lot of high speed runnings and sprints and I suppose covering um good distances and stuff, which obviously leaves your body absolutely knackered. Um so yeah, it's 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 tough mentally. Um and I suppose what I'm aiming to do, I suppose at the minute is I'll be try stay on top of my recovery as much as I can because obviously that's so important with the with the amount of games that we play um in close succession so um and obviously nutrition plays a massive part in that um and 
suppose nutrition wise it's obviously um just trying to be consistent as I can, obviously knowing how much that plays a part and I suppose your recovery side of things, um, your energy levels, um so in terms of maybe like your body fat and stuff like that, I'm normally sort of like quite good with that and my weight is roughly where I want it to be, so there's no sort of in season like jumping, I suppose, weights up and down or trying to lose body fat. It's um it's quite good where it's at, at the minute, so um yeah, there's not too much I suppose I'm trying to improve on, I suppose, in gym side, sort of like nutrition side of it really it's just that just really one hundred percent into recovery at the moment. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's a key word there is consistency and maintenance of all the kind of physical attributes you've gained in preseason and you're gonna yeah, you know, kind of consolidate them throughout yeah. the season in terms of your body composition, your speed, your strength, your muscle mass, and all that kind of good stuff. So if you wind back the clocks then into preseason, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned that your game involves a lot of running, a lot of high speed meters. Uh, it is draining. So how do you best physically prepare for that in preseason or perhaps off season as well? Yeah. Um, so normally when the season finishes, the I suppose the kind of like sports science, obviously after such like a long season, you're you're gonna be mentally drained, physically drained, <laughs> um tanks emptied, obviously for for being for playing, I suppose what is it, nine months of the year. Um, is obviously take that sort of initial break um, of normally 10 to 10 to 14 days not really doing anything whatsoever so maybe just go abroad I suppose go on holidays which obviously I haven't been able to do in two three seasons so um, hopefully we'll be able to sort of like do that this year um, so it's after a successful season hopefully Um and then obviously, yeah, once you take, I suppose your your rest period um, is over, we go into sort of like start introducing, I suppose the the pitch sessions, the gym sessions, speed sessions, and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, normally it's sort of like a gradual process of normally there's a um, couple of I suppose with I wouldn't do too much sort of like long distance running, you know, like your five your five Ks, ten Ks and and stuff like that. I just feel for me anyway that there's there's a lot better ways to go about it for football specifically, maybe for me specifically, is obviously to do suppose um the more of the stuff that I do in a game, which is obviously your your high speed running, your sprints. Um, and so it's a bit more like football workers. I don't think you can you can beat sort of like that football fitness, no matter how many long runs and stuff that you do. So um, and then suppose we do them the sort of like running sessions and mixed in with speed, probably about five times a week normally in preseason. So it'd be like Monday, Tuesday, rest Wednesday, add it again Thursday, Friday, and then have a day off Sunday. So um, and then you probably have two to three gym sessions, I suppose, mixed in with that, um, which is, I suppose, you probably need it in pre-season to put your body under more stress and obviously try get stronger, faster and everything before you go back to, to pre-season, where it's probably going to be solely focused on football, really, and 
preparing for the season. So, um, yeah, I do like to try to go at pre-season, sort of like have a think about it and sort of like what I'm going to do and um, suppose think based on like the previous season what I think sort of like my strengths, what worked for me, can I improve on like my strengths? Because I think a lot of people see weaknesses and they sort of work on their weaknesses and sort of like forget about their strengths. And then it kind of like the table's my turn, a small but you turn some of your weaknesses into strengths and strengths into weaknesses. So, um, yeah, sort of like just evaluate that and um, kind of try to come up with a plan, I suppose, with the strength and conditioning coach and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, yeah, I hope you can, hope you prepared best then obviously for, for going back into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just wind back the hooks when we worked together, like when the goals were to develop strength and muscle mm-hmm. mass, and obviously with your high outputs uh, with training, could just remember the uh, sort of calorie intakes and carbohydrate intakes yeah. were on, uh, w- w- which is uh, which is pretty huge. So, given the fact that obviously off season is designed to really just switch off, reset, recalibrate, so you're in a best position physically, mentally going into the preseason. Yeah. So preseason, then very short period of time. So you kind of have to make all your major gains there because in the season itself, realistically, you're not really going to be able to further add on to that. So like yeah. you said, the key, the key goal really is recovery. Like can yeah. you recover so you can tolerate and uh, withstand the demands of uh, you know a very long season. So yeah, that, that that's absolutely awesome to know. And obviously, like well, like we spoke about kind of uh, before we started recording, like you played Bradford on yeah, yeah, yesterday, uh, sorry, on Tuesday, and um, you know, it was four hours up, four hours down, extra next, four hours away, four hours back. You kind of got that emotional kind of drain on top of like the psychological demand of playing on top of the physiological demand of playing. It's a yeah, it's a huge thing. So um yeah just making sure you're having those kind of periods to rest downtime whether it's within the week or off season is is absolutely key uh for that so in terms of uh the training week then we've kind of gone through a little bit in terms of how you're going through say uh tuesday saturday games so how do you typically approach the nutrition perspective from the i should say like the fuel again recovery side of things is there anything particularly that stands out most for you that you need to make sure you hit or is there anything you've introduced since we started working together like what, what's your general kind of uh plan of action and program for that um well i'll probably speak a little bit obviously before we started working together which was um which i thought sort of like that i had a good sort of like understanding of i suppose nutrition and like recovery and stuff um but obviously then to to working with you and sort of like to where I am now, I think there's been sort of, I suppose, like underestimated nutrition, I suppose, massively in terms of, I suppose, how much it can help you in sort of like performance and recovery side of things. Um, but yeah, I suppose number one really is obviously the the way it was that football is and the high intensity sort of that the games played at and um the trainings were like obviously we train four times a week and obviously play a match so you cover like quite a lot of distance over the course of a week and obviously sometimes you you're playing three matches in a week so 
it can be sort of like I suppose quite tough and it, a lot of energy expenditure um, and all those kind of things. So I suppose nutrition wise, obviously for me is number one. I think is one hundred percent eat enough, um, enough of the good stuff that is, because um, uh, I think that's so important. Obviously, if so, was your as you say, if you're 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 gonna burn out. I think if you if you're not eating enough and you're not meeting your I suppose your carb intake for I suppose the amount of exercise that you're doing you're just gonna I suppose feel like crap really low energy levels um and I think for me I think when I know it's a massive difference and obviously sleeping when I'm eating well and eating not or if I if I sort of like when I used to sort of like veer off like plan really um and obviously sleep is so massive important or massively important for recovery as well um so like I try and make sure that I stay on top of, yeah, the, the calories. Obviously, I think for me, more, I think more recently, to be fair, um, I've sort of like upped that protein intake just a small bit. And I've found that that's helping me sort of just feel a little bit better, really, um, which is obviously good. That's good, I suppose, to find out, you know what I mean? Um, and then obviously, yeah, just my, as you said there, my carb intake for the, for I suppose, my, hard training days and obviously like game day minus one are are quite a lot um calories are really high which to be fair i'm not too bothered about so um yeah i think a lot of people can sort of like focus more so i suppose in like the recovery aspects of obviously like i know you have like your ice baths and you know all those additional stuff which, which are definitely good i suppose but once you have like the pillars i think of you're eating enough, eating enough of the good stuff. And then um, obviously your sleep, I think they're obviously the two most important things that I try focus on um, and just make sure that I'm obviously hitting enough calories and enough protein and drinking lots of water because obviously after games and stuff, you'd be pretty dehydrated. So obviously trying to get trying to get that back on board is something. To be fair, I'm, I'm not particularly good with that um which is obviously something that I'm trying to work on at the minute and I'm by no means sort of like perfect myself and sort of the nutrition stuff and like recovery like 100% of the time which is obviously I'm just obviously why I came to you and um so I was just so I was trying to do my own little bit of research of how you can improve those yeah absolutely and I think a key thing there is just having that awareness so perhaps no rehydration after the game isn't mm. best but you have that awareness of like okay this is something i perhaps need to look at and obviously it's a it's a difficult one like if you're finishing past nine o'clock at night and then yeah. you kind of got everything pack everything up get back on the coach and then head back down and you're home at three o'clock in the morning you know appetite suppressed desire to drink is a little bit suppressed as well yeah so you know you just need to be mindful of them and look at opportunities to you know um, you know overcome that but what I really like there is the kind of pillars of recovery you call them that's a really nice way like pillars uh, so everyone think about yes let's jump on the ice baths let's jump on um, w- whatever but they forget like those core drivers yeah. nutrition sleep and all that kind of good stuff so, so that's absolutely cool and uh, we, you know I very much like that we, fueling is recovery is fueling is recovery kind of mindset and paradigm like it's all the same thing the better you can fuel for a training session fuel for a game it reduces the re- recovery burden so you're less depleted yeah. 
and then so on. And especially with your schedule, um, you know, you're always going from game day minus one into game day, game day plus one. Then you kind yeah. of like a day of like normal eating. <laughs> then you're back in the game yeah. day minus one, game day, game day plus one. And you're doing that for, you know, nine months of the year. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty full on. So I know like when we worked together, uh, when we did really kind of structured planning and programming, I had you on like 700 grams of 700 plus grams of carbohydrates yeah. on like your highest training day. Um, and since I've started working in uh, football now, this seems to be quite a, almost like a mindset of like carbohydrates are perhaps something we want to kind of avoid in case like body fat goes up and, and things like that. Have you seen that or were you like that? Or was there any kind of skepticism around high carbohydrate intakes and before I kind of put you on 700 grams? <laughs> Yeah, um, literally, as I said there before, I started working with you, I suppose I was at, um, so I was back in Ireland, I was always sort of like mindful of nutrition. I knew it could benefit you, but obviously not to the extent. Uh, and obviously, from working with you now, I realised carbohydrates are obviously so important for fueling performances, but I suppose um, back then, and maybe my first, two years maybe over in England so not so long ago um yeah just uh the, I didn't realize how like important as far as carbohydrates were um as you said the sort of like the feared them a small bit you know what I mean where you like if I thought like I consumed a ridiculous amount of carbohydrates obviously thought um Basically, I was going to start getting massive and not be able to move is basically the sort of like perception that I had uh, of carbohydrates. So um, initially, obviously, when we started planning out the stuff and I was kind of, I remember showing you maybe um, a bit from like my game or like my uh, hard training days so or like DPS. Um, and then obviously you sort of like said, right, you definitely need to be eating a lot of carbohydrates and stuff like that. So yeah, when I saw, I seen, I saw about 700 plus grams of carbohydrates initially, I was like, what, what, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, obviously, as you said, they're massively important, I suppose, now for getting through, yeah, 90 minutes basically and the recovery aspect of it as well. Um, so yeah, I didn't realise how important they were, I suppose. Uh, absolutely. And if you think about football, like, Carbohydrate intake is dependent on the intensity and duration. You think of football, it's mm. pretty long, pretty intense, especially like the way you play with a lot of high-speed meters, a lot of yeah. meters covered across the game and across the week and the season is huge. So we need to obviously support that. And now it's just evident that you're doing that and body composition, your skin folds are bang on where they need to be. They haven't skyrocketed. If you haven't gone slower, yeah, you know, you're in a, a good position with that. Actually, yeah, I, hit, I hit a new high speed. Um, about two weeks ago, so in game or training, yeah, uh, that was in training, so nice. I'm definitely not getting slower, yeah, perfect. And from when we started working together as well, you're probably a good few kilos heavier as well of muscle. So, mm. eating more carbohydrates, you've got more, more muscle, you're heavier, but then you're faster as well. So, that's going to improve yeah. like your presence and dominance on the field, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, so, so that's cool. So what would like a, obviously we've got a huge fueling demand here um, and we've kind of got this idea of, okay, carbohydrates are a good thing. So how does your day of eating typically look? So first of all, would you, could you just break down like a normal training day 
of like the typical kind of sessions, not the specifics, but general flow of it, and then how you'd kind of put food in there to support that. Mm -hmm. So you obviously have different sort of like when we work with um, detail, obviously like the medium training day, hard training day. Um, do you want me to go through like just a hard training day? Yeah, just like a hard day. Like, yeah. yeah, that'd be sweet. So obviously uh, every day we're in, I suppose, for um, half nine. Um, we start at half ten. So generally I'd probably, I normally get up at about quarter to eight every morning um and then obviously i'll make i'll make breakfast uh at my flask it's available at the club as well but i just prefer to make my home for some reason um so obviously tuesdays are probably one of our harder days uh of training we'd probably be clocking a lot of kilometers and the highest where like the high speed running are at the most and the intensity is probably at the highest during the week um so yeah, normally in the morning I sort of go for of a hard day, be like overnight oats. Um, maybe varies. I think sort of like what goes alongside that. I might have I don't know two bagels maybe or a smoothie alongside it. So I'm not sort of like too rigid on what goes alongside it, or just make sure that I'm getting like enough before before the session. So. Um, that, that's a great yeah. breakfast and it overnight oats with two bagels that is that's solid that's fantastic <laughs> that's fantastic so good um, and then obviously yeah we start training at half ten um, and yeah that probably lasts probably an hour and a half maybe um, so during that then obviously you drink um, either like a sports drink or uh, sort of like an energy slash electrolyte sachet into just water and mix that about to be fair i'm not i'm not too bothered so i like about what one that i have just i suppose once i'm sipping on something that um i suppose that can keep me going intra training um and then as soon as i finish training um i normally have yazoo um so i'll have obviously two of those um and then after that, I'll just I'll have my lunch, then a small bit after that at the training ground, which um, sort of like varies at the training ground. Sometimes I'll bring in my own, uh, and then obviously sometimes it's it's made in there. But I'm trying to get better at bringing in my own, just so like I know exactly sort of like what's there and to know that I'm getting enough in, because obviously sometimes the at the the food at the training ground were sort of not enough for the session that we just are just done so normally i'll bring in sort of like just chicken wrap some home of uh suppose chicken your sort of like different salads in there and um avocado and i'll just too fast i just whack a load of stuff in the wraps to be honest um and just fill them up eat those and then rest for a small bit and then we'll all crack on with gym work this is providing obviously we're not uh doing too much obviously with games and stuff we'll do uh, a lower body strength session um and then yeah so I was one staff definitely for 45 minutes um really max I don't like been in there for so what was an hour and a half or anything like that so um just go in get what needs to be done and go out yeah. uh and then once that's finished then I'll obviously 
shower, get in the car and go home because I'm, I'm only about 15, 20 minutes away from there. So uh, I'll get back and obviously uh, have my snack when I get back then. So that could be normally I'll generally go for sort of like yogurt, granola, fruit, honey, um, which is probably my, it's probably my favorite snack to be fair because I don't know, it's just, it's just good. Um, and then, yeah, I'll probably just chill around then until dinner time. Um, and to be fair, I'm a bit flexible with dinner. I don't really, I don't sort of really mind what I have for, for dinner. It could be fajitas, uh, different pastas and, and whatnot. So, um, and then before I go to bed then, I like to just have uh, a protein hit before training or before bed. So protein shake and then I suppose either some fruit um, or some rice cakes generally. So like before I go to sleep, just get something in yeah before before I go to sleep again. And then that's generally sort of like what it's like on a hard day. And obviously if it's a bit harder than normal, I'll start adding additional stuff where I feel kind of like where I need it the most. Yeah, very cool. That's a, a very solid day of eating. So amazing. Yeah. Granola and yogurt is probably my favorite and uh, go-to snack all the time. So that, that's cool. So I really like uh, two things there, how you have a plan of action. You have that structure throughout the day. Um, and two, then you take responsibility and ownership of what you're having. So it's like, even though breakfast and lunch is provided at the club, is like for just, I guess, like clarity of what exactly you're having. Am I having enough food, enough carbohydrates? Have I got enough calories within over the course of the day to support this kind of fueling and recovery aspect of things? And you're just taking it in. So for me, that that sounds absolutely cool. That that is absolutely awesome. So with that, then is there any kind of supplements you would take from either a health or performance perspective for the training day only? Um, so. Every day, really, I think just whey protein is probably one that I have to just find this all like beneficial, um, especially like in the mornings, you can just whack it into a smoothie or you can whack it into your overnight oats. So it's just handy rather than, I suppose, trying to suppose, cook your protein source, maybe, I don't know, like eggs or something sort of like along those lines. So I think that's just a handy sort of one to have. Um, I used to be way too reliant on it, though. I used to smack it into me three times a day before. Um, but uh, So, yeah, whey protein, uh, majority of the days. Creatine, I probably take majority of the days. Um, vitamin D at the moment, I've been taking that for a while. Um, nitrates before the day before a game and obviously game day go through a small load the day before and the on game day then obviously I'll just have another hit of it three hours before kick off um other than that though I'm not I think that's all I'm having at the moment anyway to be fair I think I tried caffeine in and out but I feel I don't know I think it just has a negative response or like with my body for I suppose performance only um I don't mind drinking or so I was having caffeine different times of the day but I think for me specifically around performance I think it probably has a bit more of a negative effect than 
a positive effect, which is, I suppose, um, individually for everyone's different, I suppose, uh, in that sense. So um, those two really are probably the only that I'm, or three or four that I've taken, so like on a consistent basis. Um, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Uh, there's a lot of beetroot going into your diet then with the uh, two games a week. No, no, no. Uh, and and that, that's a key point you've said there around the caffeine. All the research will kind of points in the direction of, yes, it has a nice ergogenic effect, and improves both mm-hmm. physical and mental performance, but then how does it affect you? How's your tolerance to it? Mm-hmm. Um, we know that caffeine very much has a like an inverted U, so if you have zero caffeine, then obviously you're not going to get an effect from it. Then you have the right amount, it has a sweet spot, but if you take too much, then it's very ergolytic, it's detrimental to performance. You get very irritable, nauseous, anxious, all that kind of stuff you don't want for peak performance, you know? Yeah. So it's good that you've kind of explored, you trialed it. It's like, okay, I acknowledge it's there as a tool, but it's not going to be good for me, so I'm going to leave that out. So that, that is absolutely cool. So from a eating and fueling side for games then, obviously you've got a lot of them. Um, how do you best prepare for like the, the fueling side of it? So on game day minus one, you mentioned that you put nitrate shots in it as part of your nitrate load. Uh, what do you tend to do with the food there on game day minus one? Um, sort of obviously similar sort of structure really to I suppose my training days because obviously we're, we trained the day before, so um i'll have my breakfast sort of the the same time rough probably about half eight um again the day before um i seem to just like overnight oats um again with probably just a smoothie alongside that um and then obviously same during training i'll sip on one of the electrolyte drinks or just a sports drink um post training then um again i'll just Sort of similar, like have uh, either pasta, some sort that I've cooked at home, and um, or again, just probably have a couple more wraps, really, and just sort of fill them up a bit more. Um, and then, or sorry, before before I have my lunch, I sort of have the mid morning, I suppose, snack just before lunch, um, where sort of we would have the nitrate shot, some uh, two bits of fruit. Uh, and two square bears. Um, so just again, just trying to get because the my carbohydrate intake is really really high. It might be a bit hard, I suppose, to get all of it in through sort of like pastas and I suppose oats in the morning and stuff like that. I don't want to be feeling, um, I suppose, too full and lethargic. I suppose eating like loads and loads of pasta. So just try to get it in, I suppose, through the, the little things, like I said there, the square bars, I suppose, your additional fruits and things like that. Um, and then sort of mid-afternoon, I'd probably have mm, either kind of protein pancakes, um, which I absolutely love. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the pancakes. So um, usually I'll sort of like stick them in there, but... Um, Sometimes I like swap it around with like wheat bix or um, some good, even granola yogurt again, uh, bagel. Um, so it's just things that I can get that have, I suppose, high carbohydrates really. Um, and then so I'll have my dinner again the night before. Um, 
and normally just have just something simple really just sort of some sort of pasta dish um that's easy to cook um obviously loads of calories high carbohydrates and then i suppose before i go to bed then um i'll have the nitrate shot before i go to sleep and probably another if i don't have wheat bix normally for the for the mid afternoon snack i'll probably chuck them in alongside the nitrate before i go to sleep um and that's really game then minus 1 um i think at the minute my carbohydrates were like game then minus 1 or like I think they're between 7 and 800 um on the higher end of the 700 i would say so that's a, uh, that's a good feed that that's that's really yeah. That's, yeah, it's, that's it's cool. Some, it can be quite, yeah, hard to get in, but we manage. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, and that's the key thing there that you, you said again about, you know, you can't, when you try and hit intakes this high, you can't just rely on pasta, rice, potato, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just will not be able to get it in. You'd be so full and so bloated that your appetite would be bl- like blunted and therefore you won't have that desire to eat again and that will affect your feeling. So this is why we have to go for these sports specific, sports specific foods, your rice crispy squares, your cereals, or your bagels, all that kind of stuff. Cause they're just easy wins in terms of carbohydrate content. They're super dense, low fiber, and uh, you know, they're very palatable. Like if you try to get seven, 800 grams of carbohydrates in through like, should we say quote unquote healthy foods, you'd be pushing maybe 80 to 100 grams of fiber quite easily. And you're going to be so bloated if you're so heavy, lethargic. Then you wake up the next morning and you're still going to feel pretty bloated, heavy, lethargic. And that's not the best way to be going into a game. Uh, And therefore, your desire to eat on game day goes down. And then that affects fueling and your overall performance. So, yeah, that's a really good uh, overview of, um, yeah, game day minus one eating. Yeah, really solid. So going into... Uh, game day or match day itself um how, do, how does that look like for you say for a 3 p.m kickoff uh 3 p.m kickoff i'd have my biggest meal for like six hours before which again is just simple overnight oats um so is your oats milk banana um honey whey protein blueberries everything <laughs> it's a smack a load in it really um and then uh, that's about it for my breakfast on game day and then three three and a three and a half hours uh, to kick off then I just have something really really small just maybe pass that chicken um, and then 1.5 hours out before I'd have a banana square bear and a few sweets then just um, as well as just before and I think I think that does me nicely sort of like leading into I suppose close to the warm up and stuff like that I feel just I feel like that 1.5 hour I suppose away from kickoff snack I think is um so it's very beneficial to me anyway I feel sort of like a difference when I sort of like added in there uh, I don't know why but it's just um it's just one of those things I suppose but um I think it's still sort of one that I'm trying to work out I think my game day, even though I probably should have it sort of like nailed by now, you see sometimes um just wouldn't be like in the in the mood for like the that sort of like pasta, chicken and sort of like tomato based one kind of like three hours uh like out before it. Um and I'd be like 
cribbing like when I'm eating it and stuff like that. So um it's one, yeah, but I think I'm still trying to like figure out um that what works sort of like best for me, I think, on match day, which is obviously fueling, I think, is obviously massively important, you know what I mean? So um still something I'm still trying to like work on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like the most important thing is for game day is the carbohydrate load the day before. Mm-hmm. You know that when you wake up after putting in next to 800 grams of carbohydrates, your muscle and liver glycogen is going to be pretty topped up. Liver glycogen is going to go down throughout the night uh, a bit. So that's why you need a little bit more for breakfast, but otherwise you don't know all the heavy lifting the day before. So you're playing that law of halves really nicely, 6-3, 1.5, tapering in to kickoff, which is absolutely mm-hmm. class. So maybe worth then for pre-match, just having... Know maybe three to five go to meals based on where your appetite is because you know if you're having like, like, like we kind of spoke about before, game day, match day isn't there to be fancy, it's mm-hmm. there just to kind of offer some carbohydrates to support fuel, and it's no time to get really experimental recipes and stuff. So it's worth just having a, a few hand, uh, a handful of recipes. But if you're having chicken and pasta with a tomato based sauce twice a week for nine months this is where it's probably going to get a little bit tedious you know so yeah, i think that's where i'm at i, I think like the the approach you've taken is absolutely awesome so it's near enough perfect but i think a little bit of variety and liberal rotation around that yeah. pre-match meal is probably needed uh 100 and it's good that i feel like that you know that 90 minute pre uh top up is beneficial that one's kind of like that take it or leave it kind of snack but yeah, having those uh, rest crispy squares, banana, some sweets, all absolutely awesome. So going into the match itself, um, what do you typically do in terms of uh, fueling the first 45, the second 45 and uh, halftime itself? Is there anything you look at adding in or um, using during that period? Um, one thing I saw, it's only recently that I think, not too easy, maybe I suppose two, three months sort of a, Normally, I'd take the the caffeine gums, um, which obviously I spoke to you only like recently about those and sort of um, obviously what they're beneficial or for and the timings and stuff. Which is, I used to sort of like take the caffeine gums kind of about an hour sort of like before the kickoff, um, and then so that's one where I kind of. Well, so I think just get rid of now, obviously. So caffeine gums was one that I sort of wanted to wanted to try and use because obviously there's research obviously on it on performance benefits and stuff like that. So if you can get that, so I suppose that extra one percent that can help you out there. You, I think it's it's definitely worth trying. Um, but obviously, yeah. So I found it non-beneficial to me, which is which is fine. So that's one sort of I tapered out more recently um so i suppose the 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 first 45 to be honest it's just one again an electric or electrolyte energy drink or sporting if whenever i can dip in or dip in and out of when i can get it um but obviously sometimes you can't because the players just it just goes through really from zero to 45 so sometimes i'd end up probably not having anything really until half time um, and then sort of when we go in for half time, there's um I'd normally again if I'd sip on sort of like the sports drink, um grab a handful of, of sweets, 
Um, I don't really like doing too much, I think, at halftime. Um, <laughs> before, I used to sort of have loads at halftime, thinking like, oh, you're, you're going to be ready for the second half. So, um, yeah, I'll try to sort of like keep it light as possible at halftime. Um, and then, yeah, sort of the, the second half then is maybe when it hits 70, maybe 75 mark, I'd try to just get one of the, just an energy gel in, um, just something quick fast absorbing um which yeah just that's that's probably what i do throughout the course of a game just try to get those quick fast i suppose um drinks gels um and i suppose that's really sort of what it is my nutrition really around game day yeah awesome Uh, and that is one of the challenges um is actually getting anything on board doing actual play um you're really reliant on like those little moments just to nip off the side grab something so again it's just having an awareness around it like if you're aware of like little opportunities in the game where you can do this then it's obviously going to be beneficial but sometimes if it's absolutely flat out and you just don't get the opportunity, then it really places a lot more emphasis on that half time to get some kind of food on board, get some carbohydrates, a couple of sweets or gel on board. And then I really like that kind of between perhaps 60 to 70, 75 minutes just to get a, a quick gel in as well, because that's going to help you massively physically and mentally towards the back end, the dying minutes of a game. And especially if it goes into say extra time or something like that, um, you know, that's where it really uh comes into play really well so yeah that's absolutely awesome so in terms of after a game what to typically do you mentioned your your zoos after a big uh, training day is that staying in for game day or do you put anything else in there uh no it's just to say i love drinking yazoo so i just throw two yazoo straight in afterwards um banana alongside two of those and then um get your shower and whatnot get um sort of then i'd get some food in uh, after a game. It's preferred normally just sort of like chicken wraps and stuff there. So I'd normally just have one of those and then go back home. And then, yeah, I'd probably just get a takeaway then really. Um, Turkish food is probably my go-to, um, which is probably what I normally, would normally probably go for. So um, yeah, I think just after a game, obviously preparing from was Monday into Saturday morning into your game so like been consistent throughout the whole week I think after a game um so like the perfect time just to I suppose just get something and I wouldn't personally I wouldn't say Turkish is that like unhealthy but you know what I mean when you're just trying to get something I suppose just a takeaway and really as such so um yeah a bit of Turkish yeah very very nice uh, and that kind of leads into next kind of question I want to ask you of how do you balance like having kind of some flexibility and some like downtime some relaxed meals with everything else going on because the key thing you mentioned you're so consistent throughout the course of the week when do you have that time uh to kind of I say let your hair down but you know you kind of got short back and sides going on there um <laughs> when would you have that kind of flexibility within your within the day is it purely post-match or is it kind of whenever you feel like you want to like what's your mindset and approach to it there um yeah i think it's, it's something that i think i'm trying to work on i think i'm sort of too um i think i'm sort of like too structural about everything where 
sort of like, oh, you, you might not like having like a takeaway or, you know, something like, it's kind of like those sort of things is where I'm trying to sort of have a bit more, I suppose, um, let myself sort of like go a small bit and just, um, I suppose, just enjoying sort of like going out for food and, and those kind of things. It's obviously I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to work on because uh, I'm sort of like trying to focus, I suppose, too much on maybe like recovering and preparing and stuff that I suppose you're not leaving, I suppose, enough time to go enjoy a takeaway after a game or do whatever after a game. Um, just something I'm still trying to work on. So yeah, normally I'd just go for a sort of like a takeaway and, and whatever on on Saturday after the game. And then I think Sunday really, if, I think if I fancy just go out for breakfast and lunch as well. Um, but around then obviously the the Sunday, if I do go out for breakfast or, or lunch, uh, I'd be sort of like consistent then about like my, the vice versa between breakfast or lunch, your snacks, your dinner, um so yeah that's about it really to be fair I think trying to be a bit more loose I think um around sort of like I suppose lifestyle like eating your foods and uh going out and those kind of things but um but yeah 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 nice is is that kind of dim and switch approach like you know when to dial things up get really tight with everything so everything's locked in and then giving yourself permission to kind of dial it back down to have a little bit more flexibility and if you think of uh match day itself when you're doing that law of halves yes you get a decent breakfast in but pre-match meals not much and then you kind of grazing throughout the course of the game and you're expending huge amount of calories throughout the course of the game and you're finishing in the evening and it's like, wow, I burn all this energy, but I haven't really eaten anything. So then you're in a massive energy deficit and you almost need something like just really calorie dense, like, yeah, high fat, high sugar, high palatable kind of foods, takeaways, just to kind of replenish that energy deficit. Because if you don't, then that's going to interfere with recovery. And we talk about how important that tight turnaround is with uh, with recovery, really. So, yeah, that, that that's, uh, that, that's absolutely cool. And obviously with that, there's no negatives thus far with body composition or anything so yeah. you, know, you can definitely give yourself permission there it's the issue is when you perhaps do that twice a week and then it slips into a midweek and then there's quite a few beers on top of that and the bus from games and stuff that's when it's like okay now we got a lot of excess kind of calories and that's when you have to rein it in but you know like that 80 20 wall i'm absolutely huge on it so flexibility post game nice morning off uh after and uh, but you still have that kind of global kind of awareness of the days. Like if I've got high calories in the morning, let's pull it away from the evening a little bit so you get uh, the, the best of both, which is absolutely cool. So, but where we are now, like it sounds like you've got a lot of things very much locked in and you're a really good place with everything. So, perhaps like before we started working together, like what did your kind of days and weeks look like? You mentioned perhaps you were under eating a little bit, like what did that actually look like, and perhaps how did you? How did you feel, if you can remember, a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, that's, I'm thinking a long time back now. But um, yeah, I suppose I definitely remember your sort of like energy levels in games, in trainings, I think. Um, the, I suppose, I think I was eating maybe the right things but probably not anywhere near enough of it, which I think, I think that's probably where I was asked um, before we started working together. Um, and then obviously 
I didn't probably have the understanding of, I suppose, fuel for performance, uh, fuel for like recovery and um, how massively important hydration was for performance and, and sort of, I suppose, um, those kind of things where I didn't have, I suppose, the, the greatest of knowledge really. Um, but yeah, I think the, the main thing that I've noticed was obviously like the energy levels of, the, I think mine are pretty consistent. Um, in game day, my energy levels and stuff like that are uh, always seem to be high, which is good. Um, but yeah, before I think um, just, so I was, yeah, having that understanding of calories really, I think. Um, and so of maybe the, the when to have food, the timings maybe around it. Um, fully, yeah, I think I think that's probably it really for me before was not eating enough um, or probably fearing eating too much, feeling like obviously, yeah, I'm going to be sluggish, I'm going to put on weight or I'm not going to be able to move when that probably wasn't the case, you know what I mean? Because since we just was start working together, we found obviously that I can consume a lot, a lot of calories, a lot, a lot of carbohydrates. And I don't think my weight really fluctuates massively. I don't really gain that much weight. I think, I think to be fair for me, I think I find that hard even to, to gain, but I think um, obviously due to, I suppose, doing a lot of running and, and those kind of things. So um, my like maintenance, cali- maintenance calories are really, really high. Um, so I suppose that's kind of another thing that I've learned. So, um, yeah, all credit to you, really. <laughs> no, awesome. Like in terms of like um, the consistency of energy levels, that that is great because some you know players and athletes like uh, out there might have like an awesome day where the energy is good, and then the next day they're in a bit of a hole, feel like they're like in a slump, and they can't quite figure out why. And it is really down to just eating the right amount of food on a daily basis based on the demands. Like you, like we kind of said, you're pushing carbs seven, eight hundred grams on some days, and you probably bring them right down to maybe you know two fifty, three hundred on other days. So it's sure if that work required. And just out of interest, like when you talk about energy levels during the game, it, before where you you perhaps under fueling a little bit, how would that almost present in the game? Would that be like heavy legs? Would that be you know springy step? Would that be a little bit of mental kind of tiredness? Can you like what would typically be the, the difference there? So athletes can perhaps like identify with that a bit more um but if i can give maybe an example even from tuesday and i remember it was like really i suppose late on in the game probably probably towards 90 minutes and i suppose made a 40 50 yard sprint really do you know what i mean so like so late on in the game there's probably another sprint that i've done say in the first i don't know maybe 10 minutes which I think that's probably the one thing that I've been able to sort of identify is am I able to do the things I suppose that I do in the first half, sort of like in the later stages of the game, am I, I suppose, uh, am I closing down players at the same intensity? Am I, I suppose, making the say or making enough runs that I was doing in the first half? I think that's a, I think for me, that's probably a big indicator of am I able to do the things that I'm good at 
in the later stages of the game where maybe uh, opposition players might be tired, maybe from 75 minutes to 90, um, am I going to be feeling fresh, I suppose, in that time period? Because um, people might have like laps in concentration, they might be leggy, the fatigue massive. Um, so I think that's where I know sort of like the big difference is that I'm able to maybe carry on in the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, well, obviously, good intensity, really. I think that's, that's probably, yeah, that's, that's the key sort of, I suppose, identifier. Yeah, amazing. So repeatability. Repeatability, so basically, yeah. What you do in 10 minutes, in the first 10 minutes, you can do that. 80, 85, 90 minutes. And that is absolutely awesome. So I remember like when I first spoke to you, it's all about kind of how can we maintain physical and mental capacity and fulfill the entire 90 minutes with that. If there's any kind of fades in physical performance, mental performance, it is highly likely attributed to your preparation in terms of fueling. Like with the amount of training you do and the amount of games you play, you're going to be fit enough. There's no question about that. Um, it's just, are we fueling? The muscles accordingly to support that so that is that is absolutely cool so just to kind of wrap up um i know i've certainly taken a lot away from this conversation which has been excellent uh but basically for any athlete from wide variety of sports uh if they're looking to improve any elements of their nutrition or lifestyle what are the main piece of advice you give them um so well, for me it was obviously finding you really, do you know what I mean? Sort of having the accountability to notice if you think things that could be better, as I said, the, the, the me identifying sort of maybe before was I able to sort of like really go for just 90 minutes, um, which I feel really before sort of my energy lacking maybe. Um, obviously then, yeah, I just went about it seeing to, to look for, I suppose, someone to help you with my nutrition, um, which I think really is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, I suppose, towards your performance, your recovery and stuff like that. So I think um, if you're able to identify sort of what is needed for your sport um, and are you able to, I suppose, be the same as you were at the start, and at the end, or if you fade towards the end, maybe identify that it could be your nutrition. And then obviously, if you don't have, I suppose, the knowledge of nutrition, um, yeah, I think I think literally just finding someone who um, knows what they're talking about, have worked with loads of athletes and stuff like that. I think just seeking someone is probably the best way to go about it. You know what I mean? It's an investment in yourself, your perform to go to a new level and I suppose if you're in sort of like team sports like I am you might um and you're I suppose for me trying to go higher up the leagues if you're able to perform for 90 minutes and your performance is uh I suppose excelling and stuff like that you might get noticed and you know there's there's so many benefits to I suppose being accountable really and um I suppose nutrition is a massive thing that I think everyone should be trying to improve. Yeah. Awesome. So it's really a case of bit of a needs analysis, like mm -hmm. less like look at your performance on a whole, 
like where are we perhaps a little bit weaker so in terms of okay there's our strengths there are work-ons what's the work-ons then work back from that like how do i do this what's the time frame whose support do i need and you do, you just go from there for some athletes it's nutrition some it's prehab some it's strength conditioning some it's the psychology side of things so it's basically just identifying what you need to work on and then go and find someone who's credible who has experience um and then you know you do it once you tick the box and then that's you maintaining that they they about for the rest of your playing career really so yeah absolutely amazing way to finish the show today so i just want to say a huge thank you again for coming on and uh, again i hope listeners took a lot away from that because um yeah it's pretty much yeah bang on in terms of the uh, textbook sports nutrition programming uh way so yeah absolutely awesome so huge thank you uh really enjoyed uh, having you on absolute pleasure anytime <laughs>